Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what is on the docket for this week, bro? Ryan, later on today's episode, and an- another iconic comedian, Gilbert Gottfried is dead. What? We are going to say goodbye to him. And I've got another good, bad, and the interesting where, Ryan, we just can't have nice things. Good. We don't deserve it. Absolutely. Ryan, what are you going to be talking about? This week, I tell you about a man you've probably never heard of, but this man has shaped your psyche. And Tyler explains to me what Elon Musk buying Twitter truly means. Because I, oh, Tyler, you better read up quick. We're going to get into that and more. So let's get to it. Sometimes we remember bad things fondly, Tyler. Like, I, I think nostalgia, in a general sense, is us wishing back to a time that was systematically worse. What do you think about that? I'm not entirely sure about systematically worse, although I do understand looking back on a time that was very difficult for us in the moment, but then laughing about it now in the present because of what you learned along the way, so to speak. Well, I hear people all the time saying, man, as a kid, I didn't have to come home until the streetlights came on. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I say, yeah, but at that time, children were collected by strangers, not unlike Halloween candy. That's true. Every now and then you put a razor in one. (laughs) (laughs) And you find out too late. That's a little strong (laughs) at the beginning. All right, bring it back. Let's all bring it back. Tyler, what happened to car alarms? <laughs> I promise this is a mental health show. I yeah. promise. Be- beneficial mental health. You can see how we need it. Tell her what happened to car alarms. Now, they were terrible, and they didn't help anything at all. But You just said it. I miss them. I miss the chorus of car alarms that, that serenaded me to not being able to fall asleep when you needed it the most. Well, you just said it. It's, it's people realize that not only are these incredibly annoying, but- Nobody pays attention to them. Nobody pays attention. Ever. It's like yelling, help me in the middle of a crowded place. People just kind of want to get away from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I want to get away from that noise as quickly as possible. Help me. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. We told that story before. No, but we're not telling it here, Tyler. (laughs) God. So, on this show, we have been wistful for a time of dial up internet where it took you about 45 minutes to see half a nipple. And uh, we even played the sound here on the show. And I think that we've risen above that. I think that we don't have to do those kind of cheap tricks for applause anymore. What do you think about that? I I like the positivity. I like the, uh, yeah, I, I like everything you just said. Are we capable of it? Maybe. Oof. Now, do you think that you could kind of sing along to this thing? Like, you know what sound is coming up next? Boo, boo. The answer is no. no. Uh, now, I thought it was the. Uh, right, now, ahead. this thing is beautiful and everybody remembers it. And, it's a, and it was a worse time. You know what I mean? Every time it changes <laughs> to the next iteration, it would enrage me further. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I am getting mad at this car owner sure. thinking, this. this oh, thank you. There it is. You're well, I, I felt tensions rising and I wanted to get out this of it. This mf isn't going. He's just going to. What? Is this the your favorite part of the song? Sometimes, is that what it is? Wait, hold You're on. just going to let it go? It's about to drop, Tyler. <laughs> so I, I just remember that as being a worse time, but just a better time because my life was better. I didn't have bills, Tyler. Everything was good. 
And so you're remembering a better time through the prism of something negative. Sure. <laughs> what a weird what, way to do it. Isn't that what everybody <laughs> says? Back in my day, I used to have to walk to school with no legs. We weren't allowed legs. And you're like, well, that sounds terrible. I'm glad that they've changed they that. They hadn't been invented yet. Yes. Back in my day before color was invented. That just seems like depression with more steps. Yes. I just, why, why not view a positive time through a positive prism? Because depression gives you character, Tyler. It has <laughs> no, been statistically researched and proven. That's not true. What happened to that self-fastening seatbelt? Do you remember that thing that would be on a oh, track? Sure. Oh, and sure. when you would get in mm -hmm. to the car, it mm -hmm. would invariably get caught on your face and pull you into the seat and make you look like a jackass. Absolutely. Uh, I, think, I miss it. I think because of all the decapitations, they right. weren't allowed to put it in the car anymore. But we never had a couple <laughs> decades to let... The seatbelt whittle us down, you know, <laughs> literally fair. and systematically. That's fair. And I think if we brought it back now, our seatbelt technology has improved immensely. I think we could improve that too. I think that there's some Darwinism there. I think that that seatbelt was doing God's work. When it comes to doing God's work, my name is Ryan. And my name is Ty. And we are those guys you hate. <laughs> Haitian Army, and welcome back to the show. Tyler, how are you feeling this week, brother? What's I'm going good, on? man. I'm good. Happy to be here. I'm excited. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world, and it is our job. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, you know, just like uh, just stuff, Ryan. There's okay. lots of stuff, and it is our job to barely cover it at all. Okay, good, good, because we're just going to, you know, talk about trivialities and things going on specifically in our lives. <laughs> that affect us. Yes, deeply, <laughs> and we're going to tell you about it. No, actually, I'm glad that you said that because- I think that the person that I want to talk about today, I want the theme of today's show to be information passed on about someone that I think was a huge part in us being where we are today. I know you already know who I'm going to talk about. Uh, are you talking about Dan Lebitard? I am not. I am not. Wow. Very close. I'm talking about Edward Bernays, Tyler. <laughs> now, we've talked about him on this show. Why did you say it so longingly? He was an- uh, I miss him, Tyler. Evil man. <laughs> well, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Sometimes evil men do great things. No, I really do believe that he has a huge effect on what we're seeing in the world today and truly the state of where the world is. Sure. And I find it to be extremely interesting. Now, some people would argue on behalf of him. Some people- myself included, would argue that this is probably a negative net situation. Not for the best. And I want to describe to people, you know, maybe this is a stepping stone that got America, dare I say, the world to where it is. What do you think about that? Uh, absolutely. I, it's, it's really interesting to cons uh, consider that this guy could have had such a huge role in where we are today, and yet I think the majority of people uh, had, have never heard of him. I, I hadn't. Never even heard his name. Me. Yeah. Now, I am going to split this up into little sections because this is going to be kind of a round table. Can you have a round table between two people? This is going to be a, a straight table. Nah, I don't like that. <laughs> It's going to be a round table with two persons talking about this subject. This Tyler. is going to be a confused table between two confused sure. people. Should, can we get a rectangle in here? What's the problem? But we are going to talk about this. And I got, you know, in just little spurts and we're going to discuss these ideas. And really, I want to 
focus on why we find it to be so interesting instead of just reading off facts. Ryan, you had me at spurts. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, man, this has turned into a different kind of show. I got most of this information from the book, Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson, which so is great. a huge recommendation. Russell Brand also talks about this in his in his book, Revolution, but in two totally different ways. Sure. But Edward Bernays is the father of marketing and public relations and to some degree, consumerism, mm. Tyler. What, what is your knowledge? What is your definition of consumerism? Where it's almost like a personality trait where it's like to consume, to buy, to get more, more, more is almost like a, uh, yeah, like a character trait amongst, sure. amongst uh, everybody in our society. A, a preoccupation of our society mm. and well, just the acquisition of consumer goods, okay? Now, how could that be a bad thing? Well, unchecked, we get what we see today, which is the almighty dollar controls everything and everybody seemingly, everybody's too much, but a lot of people are willing to do really fucked up things on behalf of that almighty dollar. Okay, absolutely. And now this is the thing about Edward Bernays, the thing that I think stands out, the thing that needs to be mentioned about this guy who shaped your life in the way that you see it to some degree. His last name sounds like a sauce. It does, a delicious <laughs> sauce. I would put him in my mouth, Tyler. He was Sigmund Freud's nephew, Tyler. Uh, and that is the thing. Sigmund Freud was the first philosopher? What was Sigmund Freud? He, he was like basically the father of modern day uh, psychology. In, in other words, what he thought that made him different than everybody else is that humans are, their decision-making is almost always controlled by their feelings. Mm. Before that, people thought that we just, you know, we thought something out rationally and we decided what was best for us and our, and our equal man. Mm -hmm. And we went out and we did it. And Sigmund Freud said, no, we don't. Yeah. We react deeply to fear. We react to anger and, and insecurity more than anything. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And it's very hard for people to accept that. Especially the more, the further down in your shit you are, right. the more tough you want to act and pretend like nothing phases you because that's who I used to be. Are you talking about me specifically, Tyler? <laughs> I feel attacked. Because I agree, <laughs> but this is, honestly, you're triggering me right now. So uh, what we're going to be talking about today, and we'll move on from here because I don't want it to get too serious, but Edward Bernays took Sigmund Freud's teachings in philosophy, and he thought that the masses could be controlled with it Nailed through it. consumerism. And just like you said, the scariest part of it is it worked. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get into that as we go on through the show. Something that I believe to be one of the most interesting topics that we've ever talked about on the show. And I've brought it up many, many times. So I wish I could bring him into the future and just hold his head up, to a, hold his head up to a computer screen, like showing a Nazi soldier, like the, the, the bodies that he has left behind. And it's like, look at the harm you have caused. Look at what you've done to society. But he knew that all of this was coming and we will delve into it. He knew this was coming. The creepy pop-up ads, the, the being monetized, the being watched. He knew it was coming in Tyler. He was into it. He I invented will, it. I will show him Facebook and show him the world oh. that is. I, I logged onto Facebook sometime recently and it made me deeply, deeply sad. Absolutely. Yes. It was like trying to smoke a cigarette after 10 years that I had. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is disgusting. And when I get sad like that, we do the depression index. This is happy music for my sadness, Tyler. 
No one cares. You what don't the know depression what index the is? Is a machine that I built and shared on Facebook, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how you feeling this week, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm learning day by day, more so, uh, more and more often. I notice that I am allowing myself to be vulnerable in front of Don't other do it, people. Tyler. Yeah, it's- Don't do it. It's scary. Yep, yep. And That's your body telling you to stop. <laughs> so t- take the warning. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, and it's, it's scary. And through the help of you and friends and family, except that one person, you know what you did. Why'd you separate me from friends? Because uh, you're I, sitting in front of me. I so, understand. So okay. you, get, you got special treatment. You okay. get to ride on the front of the bus, I thought buddy. I, was, I thought I was learning something. <laughs> no. And, and and I, it's hard for me to be vulnerable, as you know, and it's something that I've been working on and I see myself growing in that way more and more day by day. That's awesome. And, and, and in my experience with that, I've gone through exactly what you're talking about to varying degrees mm-hmm. and it's a slow moving process. It is, takes some time to really get out there, but damn, it, I mean, in some way, it's all that there is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once you start- My soft underbelly. <laughs> once you start, you can't stop, you know? It's yeah. like it's like once you realize, uh, that's it. There is no there is no putting me back into the matrix. You can't go back to the darkness once you've seen the light. You can't unlearn something. That's kind of gay. <laughs> In every way possible. <laughs> that guy is always there for me. <laughs> Ryan, this week, I am at a five. Spin that wheel, baby. One, two, three, four, five. It's a Band-Aid. Oh, yeah. Attached to a finger. <laughs> Gay it up, Tyler. Gay it up. I am in the middle of the closest thing that I have ever had to a mature relationship. And we've talked about how our defense mechanisms are changing. And what I've recognized in the past that one of my biggest defense mechanisms was is I just say things. Like, you say something to me, I say something back. It may be non sequitur, <laughs> but it's already preloaded and ready to go. And like, like a McDonald's cheeseburger. I have it ready before you get here. <laughs> my favorite part is that it can be totally not true. Absolutely. Those are my favorite ones. It's not even like you lock and load a fact. You just say whatever. Yeah, that's cool. There's no repercussions to that. And, and very often, they're just little sarcastic sure. comments. Yeah. And yeah. what I'm starting to realize over time is very often those preloaded comments are at someone else's expense. I talk very fast, faster than my brain moves in many occurrences. And what I'm realizing now in this relationship, and you've been trying to explain it to me for years, but you know, I get, it's just not hitting me right, Tyler. (laughs) Maybe these things mean something. Maybe these things. I swear I can do it for you, baby. Just let me be who you you, want me to be. Tyler, you shuffle around here in that old row. We've lost the magic, honestly. (laughs) Uh, But maybe these things mean something and maybe words really do carry more weight than I assign to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, jackass? (laughs) (laughs) Jackass. Yeah. Something that I have always said, or at least for the longest time that I'm so thankful to say I just changed is whenever I change my mind, instead of saying, oh, oh, uh, my mistake, I've, I've just decided on something else, I would say, I lied. Oh, I lied, uh, uh, give me that one instead. Sure. Which is just such a throwaway line, but man, I am reinforcing the idea Absolutely. every single time- you Dirty little liar. That I am a liar. Yeah, and, like, like pick an EO over here. <laughs> and I have, and I'm thankful to say, I have 
ha! Lopped it off. Lopped it off, baby. You know, I got a little bit of that with the apologizing to people. Like, I apologize for things that I have. I, I haven't done anything wrong. It's just part of my repertoire. <laughs> so many people yeah. do that. And I'm like, oh, is this your paper? I'm a fucking loser. I'm so sorry. I'll go kill myself. And, and I'm so I'm, sorry for existing. And I'm trying I'm to get out of that, Tyler. Yeah, it yeah. makes for an awkward business yeah. meeting. So I really am recognizing that. Like you're saying, I, I don't want to, you know, gay it up too hard and say, you know, your words pull things towards you. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I am recognizing these things. And, and like you said, it's nice when you have people around you that can let you know this, that can back you up in a way that works for you. Mm-hmm. And this week, I am at a three because I don't like being wrong about anything. One, two, you ever think about you being wrong? You fibber. That's a three. I, I lied. I meant a four. Fibber. So that... It's depression in next time. Depression well, in there. Well said. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting this together, Tyler. All right. This has been pretty serious so far. So has let's, been. I'm let's, trying my best, baby. Yeah. Come I keep on, calling Tyler. you baby. Whack it up. <laughs> wait, wait. That's probably something different. Tyler, yeah. let's do something that embarrasses us in front of each other, in front of the audience. Let's do shameful admissions. Do I go first? Is uh, it me? Is it, do you, I go first? Why don't you go ahead and go All right, first? Thank you so much. Like with buddy. everything else we we do, just go ahead and go without asking. <laughs> Ryan, for my shameful- I don't want you to stop the show, Tyler. <laughs> it's so polite it's of you. embarrassing. My shameful admission for this week, and I have realized as we do these shameful admissions, a lot of mine are centered around food. Who- what a funk Ah, huh, you I hide mean, it well. Weird. You mean the food? <laughs> I mean, throw away your secret meals <laughs> when nobody's looking. Now we have a dumpster, so now, ah, you can't find, now you can't find my secret meals. I need to get to like a DNA test. <laughs> well, for me, I have realized, and is, I've come to the awareness recently, that when I am alone, I eat any food possible like a hamster. I will place like a fry between my teeth and then just munch on it little by little by little as I pull it into my mouth. Why? I don't know. Huh. I, don't I mean, I play, know. With, I play with my food too. I always have, but not in those terms. To to maximize the flavor? I don't know what the reasoning is. I just realized I was doing it at one point. Then it dawned on me, oh my God, I always do this when I'm alone. And I realized I must look like a chipmunk at that point. Well, you're by yourself, so you don't have to worry about For, that. Sh- well, those are the scariest times, mm. right? <laughs> when you're embarrassed alone, you know something has gone awry. Yeah, that is, I've danced by myself and been like, stop doing that. <laughs> so I guess I will put any food I can that can that can withstand the gravity forces hanging outside of my mouth and just very quickly, tiny little bites, pull it into my mouth, nibble by nibble. Ah, very, very interesting. <laughs> I'm very scared. So, someone will see me. It's shameful. Full Tyler, this admission should bring shame. So Ryan, that is my shameful, shameful admission. admission. Okay, very, very good. All right, I think I think as weird as that is, and as much as I want to escape this room, I I think I may beat you. Okay. Ooh, this week, actually, about a week and a half, Tyler, I got diaper rash. Tyler, whoa, yes, I got diaper rash. Now I will spare you the the story of the how, gory details. The gory details of how this happened to me, but I ended up, you know, out and about, you, you know, how you get swamp ass. <laughs> do you know, you know where you get swampy cheeks, Tyler? Are I you do, familiar? I, I've gotten me some swampy cheeks. Now, yeah. now do people around the globe, do people who aren't from the 
Caribbean island the that equator. is South Florida. Do they know what swamp ass is? And uh, I'm not trying to be gross. It's a real thing. Yeah, I don't think people who, like, say, live in maybe Alaska sure. or something like that, maybe they don't know. Maybe they get frosty cheeks. I don't know if there's an equivalent out there. But I, I basically got swamp ass, but in the front, okay? I went out with a wet crotch, okay? So I... <laughs> why, why did you put so much emphasis on the R? I'm, tr- Tyler, I'm trying... <laughs> To mind where I'm stepping, but there's not a lot of, you know. It's a minefield, right? There's not a lot of thick ice. (laughs) So, to make a long story short, I went out and I got Bordeaux's butt paste, okay? I I had to go out and get Bordeaux's butt paste. You got to go with a different word there than paste. And and here's the deal. I went, this is really where I want to take this because obviously this shameful, a grown ass man getting (laughs) diaper rash is not something that I'm super proud of, but here we are. And the fact that you'll call it diaper rash, I mean, hey, power, power on, man. I'm going to tell you this. Good on you. It was crazy and it it was painful and it was in the fold in between my taint (laughs) and my leg, okay? Now here's the thing. (laughs) What happened to sparing us the gory details? I mean, here's why. Because that's a sweaty place. So for a rash to heal up, it needs to be dry. Mm -hmm. It needs all sorts of things that the crevice between your ass cheek and your thigh doesn't permit. Sure, sure. It's the opposite. So my question is this. In olden days, that may have got it. If I didn't have butt paste at my disposal, that may have gotten infected. I could have died from that. Absolutely. I don't think that would have ever healed up. I was really scared. Mm, mm. So So, uh, so you're saying the butt paste worked? I am now, the only reason I'm bringing it up to you now, I'm healed, I'm fixed, and I can do cartwheels again, Tyler. All right. And that I am not ashamed of. That is shameful admissions. But that rash is just a testament to the fact that you lived right. It's a testicle to the fact that I lived, Tyler. And I'm back. (laughs) I'm back. And I was making sure there were no open wounds. It was just a rash, Tyler. We're all good. (laughs) Good, good. We're all good. I'm I'm glad because we are one step away from you showing it to me or putting it up to the camera and going, should I be worried about this audience? I I was very worried about it, but everything- Uh, Audience, tell me what this looks like. I called Michael Menendez and I I got his expertise. Oh, that's right. You told me. That's how worried you were. Oh, for sure. Wow. I mean, nobody wants a a rash on their crotch. Sure. Once it was diagnosed diaper rash, and big props to Mikey Menendez. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, so let's do one more segment. We're going to get back to Eddie Bernays. We're going to take a break, and we're going to roll on with the show, okay? Love it. Now, uh, I I told you right before we went on, I wanted to do Weekly Book Nook, which is a segment we do where we review uh, not every week. Anything. And it's very rarely a book, but are are you about to review your butt paste? Let's do Weekly Book Nook. You I knew it! Tyler, what are you reviewing this week? Ryan, for this week's weekly book nook, I have just finished Gravity Falls for the second time. Mm, Yeah, I I watched it on RJ's recommendation. And Gravity Falls, Disney cartoon. Disney cartoon. Dealing with conspiracy theories and also, it's like an X-Files of Disney proportions. For for kids, but it is, the way that they weave the adult humor through. It's, it's literally humor for everybody. The new cartoons. I cite Shrek as the go. beginning of this, but maybe somebody could point this out. 
I think that to be a successful cartoon nowadays, you need some of that. And that hits on every level. Absolutely. So Gravity Falls, I highly recommend it. There are only two seasons, Ryan. You and I always talk about having an ending. You got to have an ending. This show has an ending, an excellent ending. And I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I'm watching it on Hulu right now. Uh, I recommend, as I said, I recommend go checking it out. You can also watch it on Disney Plus. Good point. There you go. <laughs> did, did not consider that. Tyler, Ryan. this week I am going to be reviewing Bordro's butt paste. <sighs> Bordro's butt paste. Who could have seen this? When coming? they got swamp crotch, <laughs> go to the butt paste. I'm telling you. Are they paying you? I, I, I'm telling you this. Bordro's butt paste. He's holding it up to the camera as if he's on the prices right. <laughs> For those who know, go to go when they go, Tyler. <laughs> no, I'm telling you that this stuff, if you ever go out with swamp dick, is going to cure you right up. They saved my life and and really made me feel like a new man. I appreciate. I, and I know we're always talking about our crotches. Swamp dick is not a thing, dude. Swamp dick isn't a thing. Swamp, sw nobody calls it swamp dick. Why? Why? Okay. Nobody calls it swamp. Again, dick. we're 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 devolving here, and I don't want to do that. But you can't you can't get a sweaty a hee haw. You can, but you don't call it that. It's like what do you call it? A, a, a swamp ass. It, 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 it permeates the entire area. We can review. I am going to have to look into this. Boudreaux's butt paste. Pick one up today. Have to look into it. All right, Tyler. Again. I know that we're just trying this out. We talked about this on the pregame of how we're trying to pump in information through the butt paste ads that our show is filled with, right? So many of them. <laughs> so I'm hoping as we evolve more here, maybe there'll be a, maybe there'll be something to let you know that we're now coming back to what it is that I want to talk about this week. Edward Bernays, Sigmund Freud's nephew, mm -hmm. father of marketing and consumerism. I want to delve back you into that. Son of a bitch. Now, like I said, he used Freud's ideas in his marketing campaigns where he tapped into people's insecurities to get them to buy just about anything that he would tell them, mm -hmm. okay? And I want to cite one of these things, and, and maybe it will give some more understanding as to how this worked and why this matters to us. Why are we talking about this now? If this is a show where we pretend like we're talking about self-help and and uh, what was the word that you used? Mental health, which mm -hmm. is a buzzword nowadays. It is. How does consumerism factor into mental health? Well, I think that if you get your identity through consumerism, then you can pull people in uh, through the want and through their eyes, the need for more. Got to consume more because this will make you get the nicer car, get the bigger house, get all this stuff more, 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 more. And when it becomes part of your identity, I mean, you're only going to be set up for failure. Well, and, and he believed that people, the dumb, stupid masses, which I, I see some of his point on that, mm -hmm. could be controlled through this. And he was right. What, but what would you say to somebody who says, I don't think I'm being controlled by consumerism. I just like nice stuff. My That's son, what a person who's controlled would say, you fucking sheep. Checkmate. I, didn't, I did not anticipate <laughs> didn't that. Didn't see that one coming, Okay, let me you? just give you this example because it's easier to see backwards than it is to, to understand what's going on right now. In the 1920s, women didn't smoke, Tyler. Do you know why? Smoking was a huge thing in the 1920s. Why didn't women smoke? Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and guess. Was it uh, promoted that a lady doesn't smoke? It was unfashionable. It mm. was almost like, do you remember in old movies how they said you don't ever curse in front of a lady? Sure. Like, it's just this thing. And I believe that has gone somewhat by the wayside. Absolutely. Uh, but it, back then, women didn't smoke. And this was a huge problem for tobacco companies, yeah. Tyler. They yeah, had yeah. a gold mine that they were just sitting on that just because of these 
societal ideas, mm-hmm. they were missing out on 50% of revenue. O- almost like a like a society's unwritten rule. That's exactly right. Yeah. You don't walk over the pitcher's mound and women's don't smoke. I think it said women's. <laughs> you, got the, you got your women's. I said women's don't smoke. I won't tell you again. And, and you know, what was eye-opening for me is when somebody brought up the fact that how odd is it to hear a woman curse? Because we're taught at such a young age, a lady doesn't curse, which is really crazy to me. Like, dude, half of our society, half of them are told that they're not allowed to say the word fuck. Sure. Try it, ladies. It's it's awesome. It was a better time. It was a better time. (laughs) Well, this is like, how do you go about changing something like that? If these things are so deeply regulated by society, the way that they advertised before that was, hey, here's the product. Here's what it's going to do for mm-hmm. you. Do you have feet? Try shoes. Yes. They yes. are going to help you in every way. He was thinking on a bigger level. This is what he did. In the Easter parade in 1929, which back then was like the Super Bowl. It, I mean, it's all they had. I was. They, they had parades and ticker tape. That's all you got for Christmas, okay? I was just, mama, mama, are we going to the parade? What do I look like? Fucking Daddy Warbucks who hasn't been invented? No, we're not going to the parade. We'll hear about it in six months, like everybody else. (laughs) Maybe we'll find some leftover confetti. So what he did was he hired women who fit the profile of what he wanted cigarettes to represent. He basically hired the first influencers. Mm. He hired them to be uh, part of this parade and at the exact right time for them to stop and spark up a cigarette. And he also hired photographers to take flattering Photos of them. That makes sense. Now, now what does that mean? He now, then cigarettes are sexy now. He, he advertised that this wasn't women lighting up. It wasn't them challenging society. It was them exerting their new freedom. They had mm. just gotten the right to vote. It was the the first women's lib, you know, rise in America. Sure. So he then pinned cigarettes on to, hey, you are now a free person. You are not our property. Prove it. By smoking cigarettes. He tapped into their emotion. Wait, wait, let's hear him out, Ryan. Let's hear him out. How can we prove our patriotism and our love for our country if we don't smoke cigarettes? I think that what you're saying is right. (laughs) Make sure you buy American spirit. (laughs) You know it's made in the good old... He even came up with that. He came up with the idea that you can help... Buy American. Buy American. That's... Edward Bernays came up with buy American. That's how you could be patriotic. You... That is a master. That is a marketing. Nah, it's genius. The, it, it, that's exactly right. Genius. He didn't smoke and he hated that his wife did. He knew the health problems mm. with smoking, but he wanted to make that cage styling. And I'm sure he did. Paying sexy celebrities to use your product, printing fake news articles that are actually subtle advertisements for a company, staging controversial public events as means to draw attention. All of those were Bernays and look at what they mutated into. Well, my brain immediately goes to, I am not a social media user, but I do use Reddit. Which Have you is, checked out Facebook? Which, it's pretty good, which, Tyler. <laughs> it's like Better t- than you remember. T- no. Like Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a social media user, but I, like I said, I use Reddit and you see that all the time where you go to the a most popular pages, a page with millions of people. And there is some really good quality artistic stuff that you see up there. Sure. But you'll also see these really good artistic things with like a Coke logo on it. Absolutely. Where they are using this where it's like, hey, look at this cool thing that this person uh, created, but it's actually an advertisement for this billion dollar company. Oh, Tyler, there is so much of that. I went out and bought, uh, well, I mean, this is getting into other things, but but what you're saying is 100% true, especially when you talk about social media, where they are 
playing on your insecurities, your vulnerabilities. Hey, you're going to feel sexier if you buy these shoes. You are going to be the life of the party if you buy this beer. All of these different things are set up to make you feel less than and more likely to purchase that product. Now, your whole life is is filtered through, I got to get these shoes. I got to get that car. I got to drink Sprite because LeBron done told me so. Well, I got, oh, you got to listen to LeBron. I want a donk, Tyler. I got these shoes and I got this beer. Why do I still feel like shit? That is somewhat the problem. Mm. When you're seeing these advertisements tens of thousands times a day, which is a totally made up stat, <laughs> it's got to have some sort of a long lasting effect on our psyche. And we will get into that when we come back. Tyler, let's play some commercials. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. You gotta put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. Birds do it. I'm not saying that it is wrong. They seem pretty smart. Yeah, bird brain. That's what you call somebody when you want to wise as an old owl. And you want to insult somebody, you call them Einstein. It's calling them a human being is the most, is the biggest insult to their intelligence. Bird brain, I say we make it a positive. You hate. I know that you're wrong, but I can't figure out how to argue against what you just said. So I think that technically makes me right. I think you're right here. Woo! I'm bowing out respectfully. Those guys, Oh yeah, red circle. You know, the Galapagos Islands straddle the equators so you can see the northern hemisphere constellations in the southern hemisphere constellations. Same time, Tyler. Book a trip, Ryan. Let's go. I would love to go to the Galapagos Islands. Is it the Galapagos Islands or the Galapagos Islands? I've heard it both ways. All right. All right. And I think week in review, if it's not too heavy of lifting, that the way that the turtles, you know, the Galapagos Islands are an archipelago. Mm -hmm. I believe. Nailed the, it. I believe the biggest one on earth, which is a system of islands that form one Country? Is it an island? What is it? <laughs> well, it, it doesn't matter. It's just a the land country mass. of Galapagos. It's a uh, like Puerto Rico. It's a uh, many islands forming a single landmass. You should have that landmass looked at. It's looking a little. It keeps growing. <laughs> unsymmetrical, Tyler. It's worrying me. But I believe the way that the turtles 
evolved on different islands is proof of evolution or uh, suck it, Godders. Godders? Godders. Gilbert Godders? Got- oh. Speaking of which, Tyler, no. don't you have all oh, yeah. Terrible segue. Remember when he said that tsunami thing? <laughs> Who's laughing now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Our deepest apologies. Not him. He can't. He's dead. To, wow, you could do that thing with the- that Never I, mind. That I, Tyler, just let's get into it. I'm stepping all over your hee-haw. Ryan, uh, Ryan, you know what happy death day is. It's where we celebrate somebody dying. <laughs> every time. Every, every time. time someone dies, we celebrate. You're right. It's sick. Ryan, happy death day is not about celebrating death, but celebrating life. I don't agree. No, you're right. I'm totally What don't you around. agree with? I'm totally kidding around. Obviously, we're not celebrating anybody dying. No, of course not. Uh, this week, we are celebrating the life and mourning the death of Gilbert Gottfried, Ryan. What do you know about Gilbert Gottfried? I know that he was the voice of Iago. I know that he was- Iago, that's good. A that's stand-up good. comedian. Mm-hmm. I know he was the voice of the Affleck duck. He has a memorable face. Not only a memorable face, but a memorable voice, oh, both. And and they were all finely constructed to make them memorable, for sure. Absolutely. And I would say more than all of it, not unlike the Will Smith thing, like you have this one act that becomes the- the title line in your obituary. That's all you're known for. He made that tsunami joke, which got him fired from all his jobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people died and, and you can't be making jokes. I I agree. It's... When people die, right? Unless you're Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, that's true. But whatever happened to him? Well, anyway, Gilbert Godfrey has died, Ryan. He is, I didn't know, he was 5'5". Five, five. Damn. Yeah, tiny little man. Pretty uh, impressive. And he was 52 years old. And uh, he was- He died at 52? 52, from, yeah. Wow, from what? Excuse me, Ryan, I, because I am bad at math, he died at the age of 57. Okay. Forgive me. And all his family said was that he died after a battle, a long battle with an illness. They did not specify what the illness I'm was. I'm going to say it was cancer. So, Jeez, dude. I mean, I, I, Reckless I, abandon. I'm in just your, saying, statistically, I have the best chance. I, Heart disease? And- he was in the comedy um, uh, environment for over 50 years, yep. performed thou- countless shows. Uh, Mr. Gottfried, your voice and your humor will be sorely missed. But now your tsunami jokes. Happy death day. You just keep bringing that up. I just keep, you just yeah, keep bringing right. that up. You're right. It was the lowest point. I mean, what's in, the deal? I don't know. It's just those people who need to get out first and make the public disaster jokes. I don't understand it. As somebody who's known for shocking humor. That's their, that's their comedy. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, the well, I was about to start quoting other comedians. Let's not turn into that show. Ah, um, he, yeah, he used he has Ben Affleck, but not anymore. We'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's so bad. I mean, it's not good again. It's, the idea that you yeah. could stare me in the eyes after saying that I don't feel good about it, Tyler. <laughs> but what I do feel good about is this next segment because I don't need to know anything. All I need to do is get you in this semi, Tyler. Ooh. Because we are going to talk about Elon Musk buying Twitter, and that is the extent of what I know about it. Finally, some roomy transportation. I can finally spread my legs. Tyler, back that thing up, and let's talk about it. What is the issue with Elon Musk buying Twitter? What is the problem? What is the positive? What is happening? I don't know about what the issues will be. The thing is, is he seems to be a crazy person, not in that he doesn't understand his actions, but just that he... Knows he's now one of the most powerful people in the world, and he's behaving as such. 
Uh, he's not like Bezos behind the scenes doing his thing, shooting his dick nah, up in his face. Likes, he likes he likes it having his face on it. I read somewhere very recently, and this is the most inappropriate way to report anything. So please don't listen to anything I ever say. Hmm, that's but what you want to hear from a podcast host. Elon Musk didn't invent anything, did he? Didn't he buy Tesla? Didn't he take over the company with pre-existing technology? Yeah, yeah. He didn't invent the technology uh, from the from Who nothing. is this man? I don't even know you. Any- You're an Elon Husk of yourself. <laughs> but the very idea that he can buy these companies and turn them into this sure. is saying something. Because I think he, his original billions came from selling PayPal, if I'm not mistaken. We really? can review. Yeah, I believe so. Hair plugs, Tyler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can review on what he looked like before those hair plugs. Google image what Elon Musk used to look like. We're, we we shouldn't body shame here. No, we're no, just, no, but it's, it's quite the difference. Sure, and while you're there, look up James Harden without a beard. And Steve Carell before the before the hair. Season one, yeah. The Office, Steve Just Carell. go ahead and watch the, that first season. It's worth it, nonetheless. <laughs> and I just want to turn this into something else very quickly. You and I discussed off air. The overall point is hair technology is advancing, Ryan. Uh, that is exactly true. Much like breast implants, over the decades, they've gotten better and better. So much better. We now need to focus on these butt implants because they're, they're worrisome. It gives me hope for my future that I'll eventually be able to get the tits and the hair that I want. I, and that ass is going to look fantastic, <laughs> Tyler. Um, we discussed NFTs, Tyler, non-fungible yes. tokens off air and wondered why people would buy into digital memorabilia. Because they're dumb. You think so? Yes. Now, now I'm going to ask you this question. Haven't we already bought into digital moments over actual moments? And what I mean by that is, very often, aren't people going on vacation more for the photos and taking pictures when they're out of the club? It's more important getting that photo shoot in than actually enjoying you know, this workout banger that this guy's playing over the, over the speakers. Absolutely. The only thing is, is that when you go on vacation, you're the one taking the photos, NFTs, you're buying somebody else's work that everybody else has access to. But I'm just saying we are now more invested in digital moments. Last night I watched a movie with Nicole and she was videotaping little snippets of us watching a movie. Oh, yeah, this is where I am, Tyler. This, yeah. which is okay. Hey, listen, yeah. I don't understand that life and yeah. I am not here to judge it. You ain't about that life, Ryan? I am awkward <laughs> on camera, Tyler. I don't like it. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I don't know how to smile. But nonetheless. He, he says as he sits in front of a camera. <laughs> uh, for, for some reason with this, I feel fine. Okay. I, I pretend like the camera's not even Agreed. here. Yep. So uh, I just think that that's an interesting, our lives are NFTs, Tyler. To a certain degree. I went to, I went to eat did a Chipotle the other day uh-huh. and there had was a digital burrito. There was this girl, it was not filling. It, there was this girl who must've been, I don't know, 12 years old. And I go to get my soda and she has put her cell phone up against the napkin holder okay. and is doing one of those little TikTok dances in sure. the middle of Chipotle. And I'm like, little girl, let me go get my soda, please. Get out of my way. Cut! And, Cut! And she- This is terrible! And she, she knew yeah. I was standing there and she shamelessly finished her dance. Well, and you know what is very interesting about that is- The goal. I- the people that I see in the gym that are videotaping themselves, taking pictures of themselves in the mirror, I feel like there should be an appropriate amount of shame that I would feel about that, but maybe mm. we're wrong about that. I think gyms should hire somebody to just come over as you're expressing that kind of behavior and just slap you on the back of the head. <laughs> hey, knock it off. I can't imagine that being a problem for the gym <laughs> at all, Tyler. All right, Tyler, give me your weekly segment that you don't do weekly. I have, I got confused. Bye weekly. 
All right, and it's time for another GBI. Good, bad, and the interesting. That is correct. We take three news stories from the week, and we tell you to this fancy little Western oh, jangle. I love it. I'm wearing a poncho right now and nothing else. And I don't care who sees it. I hope a, a stiff wind blows through here. That's basically a washcloth, Ryan. That's not a poncho. <laughs> I'm holding it up, all right? <laughs> all right, Ryan, let's get right into our good. I like turtles. Psilocybin, Ryan. You heard of it? I have, Tyler. I have. <laughs> Tell the people what psilocybin is. Psilocybin is the chemical in mushrooms, magic mushrooms. Druggy, druggy. That make you criminal. That make, that make you trip. That make you have a psychedelic experience. That is correct. That, that at one point was used for therapy, Tyler. I'm so glad you said that, Ryan. It was very much used for therapy, I believe back in the 40s, sure. until it was cut off by the old good old Uncle Sam. I, I think Dennis Leary had something to do with that, didn't he? We can review that. that In the 40s? Uh, no, not in the 40s, oh. but I think it was accepted up until the whole 60s uh, turn on and tune out craze happened. Sure, sure. Well, it's coming back, baby. Really? There's, that's like my third baby of the of the show. I got to knock it's that okay. off. It's okay. The Center for Psychedelic Research, which I didn't know was a thing, uh -huh. uh, over in the UK, they are working with psilocybin to help people with depression and other mental health issues. I, I totally believe in that. And I don't think that there's anything different from that than, yes, we are on the cutting edge of all of these medicines and all of these different things, but I think there's so many things to be discovered just by going to the rainforest. Things that have been here forever, things that people used to know about. Why would psychosilbin be any different, Tyler? Ryan, how would we make a profit from your fancy schmancy forest? Uh, by, by turning it into medicine and then selling it. Oh, I was, yeah, so we cut it down is what you're saying. Yeah, get rid of it. What's it doing? What's it doing? So, I'm looking at you, Brazil. Yes. Oh, Brazil, what are you doing? Those Brazilian, never mind. I was going to make a point. <laughs> Let's go on. Okay, good. Yeah. Ryan, this, uh, this is being used and more and more research is being, um, uh, in, I was going to say investigated, but more and more facts are coming out about this in the way that psychedelic um, substances like psilocybin the way that it makes different parts of your brain connect in ways that they never would originally. It is so interesting and we could, who knows, could be looking at the next frontier of mental health benefits. It, it helps reprogram your mind in a way that is very hard to do when you've already built up those thought patterns. I don't think that there's anything crazy about that at all. And, and much like you said, I think that it was taken out of society because it threatens the people who are at the top of it in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. The last thing that somebody who's in charge of the way that things are want you thinking in a way that challenges the way that things are. Well said, that's right. That's absolutely right. Like, man, I just ate this disgusting mushroom and now I realize this is all bullshit. Yeah, this is this all is bullshit. bullshit. This is all bullshit. I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, let's go right into our bed. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! You know what we can't have nice things, Ryan? We can't have nice things. Why is that? A dolphin washed up on a Texas beach, Ryan, on Quintana Beach. Okay, recently? Recently, over this past week, it was actually a few days ago, female dolphin washed up on shore, and in an attempt to save it, beachgoers pushed it back into the water. Sure. I mean, that's that seems like a, a nice thing to do. Absolutely. Sure. Except for the subsequent 
trying to ride the dolphin after they put it back into the water. Not cool. Killed it. Uh, I mean, that that's not shocking. You've heard about these things where, where something washes up on shore and people want the photo opportunity and end up killing it. It, it, it hurts my heart. I don't want to use the word hate, but you're pushing it, people. Well, do you think that they knew what they were? I mean, you got to be smarter than that. You got to be smarter than that. Well, they said, I, I definitely understand the idea of, oh my God, this animal is out of its uh, um, habitat. Out of its habitat. Sure. Let me put it back. Yeah. Uh, and I I can understand that, although I, because of the story, I read that you shouldn't do that. You just have to, as much as it sucks, you got to leave the animal where it is. Even if it's going to die? Even if it's going to die. You Why? can't. You can't. That's just what the the nature. I don't care what that see. thing says. I'm going to save its freaking blowhole, Tyler. Well, and then it died, Ryan, well, because I mean, people tried to ride it. Well, that those two things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I think that you could do one or the other. You don't have to do both. Save it. Don't ride it. Yeah, but unfortunately, they say you should just leave it where it is. Huh. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Time for our interesting okay, ride. That scared me. <laughs> this one's actually, this one I do find really interesting because it, I think that you could get a different opinion from anybody, uh, depending on where they stand on this issue. A South Carolina prisoner, Richard Moore, 57, has been in prison since 2001 for killing a gas station attendant behind the counter. Since 2001, that's two, that's two decades, mm -hmm. man. That's a long time to be in, incarcerated. S since his 30s. Okay. Ouch. He is scheduled to be executed at the end of this month. Okay. This is in South Carolina. A new law has been enacted last year that went into effect last year where he got to choose the way that he died. Huh. Yes. Okay. So the default is electric chair. Ugh. But you're forced to choose. You either get electric chair or death by firing squad. Okay. And what did what would you choose? Firing squad. I would choose firing squad too. If I put my tongue on a nine volt battery, <laughs> it makes me feel uncomfortable. Oh, I, yeah, I, just, a, I put my tongue on a nine volt battery. I'm like, just shoot me. You know what I mean? You know, where's that firing squad? You and your buddies. <laughs> so yes. Ouch. Can you imagine being forced to make that choice? Uh, yeah. You can? I, I, I Sure, I think about it all the time, Tyler. Just coat me in honey and put me on an anthill. Let's get this thing going. Uh, I can't imagine being put in that position. Well, wouldn't you rather have that than not being able to choose how you die? I'd rather not die, Ryan. Well, too bad. You and shouldn't have killed that guy, that's, Tyler. That's fair, but man, he's been in prison for 20 years. We're killing him now? Well, the appeals process in this country is out of hand. I think, you know, judge, jury, and executioner. Have you ever seen that documentary Judge Dredd, Tyler? <laughs> the new one, not that old bullshit with Sylvester Sloan. The good it's one. not a real thing. Yeah, yes, anyway, and it's excellent. Well, you take that drug that makes you go in slow motion. Let's go watch that movie, Tyler. <laughs> Love that movie. I know what I'm doing for my next book nook. Absolutely. <laughs> slow-mo. So, so, slow-mo. So, he is going, he chose Firing Squad, just okay. like we would do. How many people do you think make up a Firing Squad? If you had to choose the amount of people you have shooting at you. I want the most possible. The most possible. Sure. How many would you want? 20. He gets three. What? Three people. Wait a minute. Is this, is this Annie Oakley? Are we talking about a, a sure hand? And, we... and it is three prison employees. No. Three prison. They no. Didn't, they didn't use. Excuse me. I want SEAL Team 6. <laughs> <laughs> I want the guy who got Osama. Bring in the sniper, man. Yes, it says right here. This is by from CBS no. News. I shit you not. Right. Giving inmates the option to face three 
prison workers with rifles instead. Wait a minute. Uh, now, uh, how, I don't want to be one of these three prison <laughs> that's workers. What, that's what I'm saying. Wait, do do the, we draw straws? <laughs> is this a punishment for another crime? Oh, man. I told you to clean out your locker, Tom. Now get <laughs> the shotgun and get in there. Yeah, I don't know who has who who decides. You got to worry about the one guy who gets too excited to yeah. do it. <laughs> Yeah. Woo, we get to kill somebody? Yeah, that is, I, I would just be like, all right, guys, scoot in a little bit. Bring it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's, you know how really I really brought feel, this show to a crashing halt, Tyler. <laughs> you know how I feel about the death penalty. Um, you love it. And, and, and No. And this is, and he's challenging it, obviously. Your life's on the line. Calling this uh, unconstitutional. Inhumane. Absolutely. So, and that, Ryan, is GBI. Very good, Tyler. That was good. That was bad. And it was interesting. You hit the nail on the head. Buddy. It was bad? Really good. Yeah, the, most of it. Oh, oh. So, Tyler, to wrap up this subject, to finish up with Edward Bernays and how he has affected society, father of fake news, and getting you outraged to your outrage ends up supporting what it is that you hate. Do, do you it, think he's evil? Yes, I do. I, if I understand. I, I do, I do too. Correctly. Um, I think anybody who tries to control other people without their knowledge, I think that there is an inherent evil to that, especially when it is for your benefit and not for theirs. I think if I remember correctly what I had read, he believed in the Nazi party. He believed Shocker. that the government needed to regulate the people. Mm -hmm. And he just thought that genocide was too bloody of a way to do it. He thought that you, he could do it under the radar without people noticing. And I, I do believe that is evil. And I do believe that he is just now being remembered in a way because we're seeing the end point. The ramifications. Well, not the end point because it's yeah. going to keep mutating. Yeah. Who knows what it's well, going to... They're well, going to be putting advertisements in your eyelids until soon. Until we reach the end point. That is exactly right. So... You know, trucks are marketed to men as a way to be strong and reliable. Make I it, got a big wiener. Yeah, I, I got a huge wiener. Why'd you get those truck testicles, Tyler? What? <laughs> to, to let everybody know I got uh, big balls too, right? <laughs> I believe him. Uh, makeup is marketed to women as a way to be more loved and garner, yeah. garner more attention. Yeah. Beer is marketed as a way that I'm the center of the party and... Tyler, you and I, we buy in on this stuff. We don't even know. Why do we drink tequila? Because when we you know, had to pick one of the disgusting tasting alcohols. We liked what tequila was selling. Sure. You're the party boy. Yep. You, you're going to put a lampshade on your head and this circumcise a baby. <laughs> what? That was a crazy breast, bro. <laughs> I barely remember any of it. All right. Where's the baby? Yeah, uh, so, yeah that is, it's, it's so, like you said, with the Nazi party, it is almost equally sadistic in its, in its like purpose. The, 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 the underhanded, what you said, the nature of control through sure. consumerism is really fucked up. Well, and now we're in the situation with Instagram and all of the different social media outlets that are preying upon you. Not Who good. doesn't know that feeling of going on social media and feeling like shit when you're done? How often are mm. you like, man, that was great. I'm glad that I did that. My trick, Ryan, I go in feeling like shit. Check out Facebook, bro. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's a trick, Cap. I'm really depressed. No, but this idea that these things are marketing to your insecurities and your vulnerabilities 
makes sense in the world of consumerism. But Absolutely. of course they are having this long lasting effect on how we feel about ourselves. Mm. Why do people seem to feel worse now than ever? Because we have so many avenues. And of course it's a confluence of things. Sure. I'm making it just this one thing. Oh, that's what but we're talking about. Yeah. Smartphones have been stitched to our hands. We are now developing, mm. you know, we're evolving to have a neck that looks at our crotch at all times. Oh, well that'll be taken. That'll be Gone by the wayside, much like once self-driving cars become the norm, texting and driving just won't be a danger anymore. Once uh, Elon Musk or whoever the bleep it is starts putting chips in brains, we're not going to be looking at screens anymore. Right? So it. we're going to be even beyond that. It's going to be in our fucking bodies. The Google contact is on its way. And the fact of the matter is we're looking around and what we talk about so much on this show is there seems to be this underlying sense of depression and insecurity that I don't recall. Of course, I've only been alive this one time. Yeah. <laughs> From my knowledge, I don't want to cross anything out. Who knows? But it's really close-minded of you, Ryan. Hey, all of a sudden, we're being, there's this deluge of all of these things that are hitting us a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand times a day, and it has to have some long-lasting effects. So that's something that is wildly interesting to me. I'm bringing it to you. I hope it wasn't boring, well, uh, you know. And and just to top that off, there is something to be said. There are lots of studies have been done on having too many options. It's we, when we have too much to choose from, we have, and this is going to have to be a week in review, where we're always going to come out feeling uh, like we didn't make the right choice at the end. There is something to this... Uh, excess that we have today, which is really uh, adding to our negativity, our depression. Now, the thing with Bernays, exactly what you said, he believed the public could be controlled by giving people the feeling of freedom when really you're just getting a few more flavors of toothpaste. Just like you said, mm -hmm. the corporate world got so good at giving people what they wanted that they gradually gained more and more political power for themselves. And that is the beginning of lobbyists. That yeah. is how big business has now become the political party, you know, through all of these things that we're supposed to be paying attention, we all know that big gas is making all uh, so many of these decisions. Big pharma is making all of these decisions. Big business, save us. Yeah, they should be able to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. Tyler, that's it, man. I, I, that's, uh, that was uh, depressing as shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Sigmund Freud. You really fucked us here, buddy. Honestly. How dare you invent psychology? Stop telling me what I'm bad at and take care of your house. I was going to say, go bang your mom or whatever it was. <laughs> You weirdo. That's Ed putting it mildly. So Tyler, tell the people how they could get in touch with us and tell them how advertising has bleep-looped them in the hee-haw. I think you have already covered that ground more than needs be. Do you think that that's interesting to anybody? V very. Do, it's I, very interesting. I hope so, because yeah. it's something that I have always, I don't even fully understand how it's affected us. It's just, these things seem so evident and I am so against consumerism, also while being a slave to it, because mm -hmm. I'm a slave to technology just like anybody else, but I feel like I notice how negative it makes me feel. And I want to yell it from the damn mountaintops or the rooftops or wherever that clean. I want to yell it, Tyler. Oh, just go on Facebook I or have, Instagram. I have Tourette's. You can yell on there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Blink a lot. 
Yeah, so please go to thoseguysyouhate.com. And just to answer your question, I've actually heard that before from you, and I still find it interesting. So I'm pretty sure our audience does as well. And I appreciate it. And go on there and tell us if you think this was interesting, if you thought it was too much. Just just let us know what you think. We appreciate it. Please, please. Uh, but be nice, okay? Because I am, I'm an artist. They're very <laughs> fragile. <laughs> yeah, so, because that's what artists are known for, being fragile. Those guys, the artists are very known for be, very sensitive. Mm. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Oh, yeah. Give us your input. Tyler, what is great job this week? Thank you. You really crushed it. I was worried about it, but you crushed it. Thank you. Thank you. What is the moral of the story, player? I actually have a moral of the story. My first one, I think, written down. Ryan, I'm going to throw a metaphor at you. Hit me, buddy. First, let me ask you a question. How difficult, how annoying is it to be dealing with somebody who has their head up their ass? Figuratively. Okay, figuratively. Figurative. You saw me working on a little something, <laughs> so human pretzel. Figuratively. Now, what do you mean by that? Uh, head up your ass in terms of? When you could be holding up, say, facts. Hey, look, what we're talking about. Facts in a, my hand. I had one of these conversations today. Yeah. And- I had somebody tell me that black people and white people got arrested at the same clip. That those were just- what? That those were made up statistics. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I very you're going to have to tell me who this is. You already know. I do. <laughs> and I very calmly said, well, that's your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's the thing. You can hold up. Hey, look, fact. And they will look you in the eye and they will go, no. We're, we're at a time where facts don't exist. We've been flooded by so much fake news that you can't prove that your facts are facts. And how frustrating does it that is, get? It is, especially for people like you and I who are predicated, at least we think, on reason, sure. on facts. That's you know that's why relationships could be tough because they're not always fact-based. It's emotion-based. Absolutely. And that is where my metaphor comes in because it is so easy to get riled up when you're talking to somebody. It's like they're gaslighting you. It's like, are you trying to fuck with me right yeah. now because it's working? Yeah. And taking somebody else's head out of their ass is much like taking a souffle out of the oven, Ryan. You don't cook. I don't. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you have to pull it out slowly. You have to be delicate with it. You have to be gentle. You have to do it with love, right? You don't want it to collapse in and on itself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Souffle, a collapsed souffle. Exactly. Because then it just looks like poop. It looks like poop and you'd get voted right off the British Bake Off. <laughs> you again with the British Bake Off. I love the British Bake Off. <laughs> I love so, it. So when we deal with... Uh, these people in our lives, our family members, our friends, obviously they're everywhere, uh, uh, but I'm saying obviously the people that we would want to commit the time and frustration and emotion to having those conversations. Absolutely. With. And when it comes to taking our friends heads out of said asses, I don't care. You can leave your head in your ass. I don't even mind it. But what I'm saying is, is when you want to get somebody to your side head out of ass, you have to do it slowly you have to do it delicately and you sure. have to do it with love because if you, you can't come bring at, frustration to it you cannot because yeah. then the souffle is gonna collapse again but what if it's something that's painful to you what if it's something what if it's like racism on a weaponized level and it and it really triggers you uh then that is a perfect opportunity and i'm gonna go full douche here oh geez to work on yourself <laughs> that is a perfect opportunity to grow as a human being you did it to me. I, I did it back I, to you. I get it. I I've get been it. holding on to that. Time. I really didn't like that. I get it. That. So, so remember to be patient with others and also more importantly, to be patient with ourselves, especially in those moments when we could feel ourselves getting so hot and frustrated and just remember deep breath. And unless you're talking to the president or somebody who makes the rules, there's no reason to get upset. They're not, they don't change anything. Oh, and that's it. You can only change yourself. Exactly. I think Gandhi said something about that. And uh, Ryan, 
What is the moral of the story? My moral of the story is I'm feeling a little vulnerable about the change in the show today. I, I, I'm hoping that it worked out, but I do believe that we really drove the point home other than just some casual glance at like, oh, look, we're social warrior, just whatever that insulting phrase is. I was social, about to say social, social warrior justice. Social, social justice warrior. We're social workers. And, <laughs> and the fact of the matter is I'm a lot of times I get on here and I want to tell people things that interest me. And I just get so caught up. I'm like a, a puppy running on tile floor and I mm -hmm. can't get my footing. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like today we, we went slowly through it and we'll go back and we'll listen to it. And, and, and I guess my moral of the story is don't be afraid to try something new out, man. Don't be afraid to, to, to stretch out your walls because that is when you're going to learn the most about yourself. Okay, stretch out your, this is obviously a, a euphemism for gay sex. Try out new things, stretch out your walls. Like what, what are you doing? Try gay sex. <laughs> we are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Go again. Red circle for real? Red circle for real. Here's what I was saying again. And this is something that genuinely gets me in trouble all the time. Nicole says to me, hey, my mom's birthday is in two weeks. On a Sunday, you're coming with me. My response is, of course, love your mom. I'll, sure. I'll go wherever you guys are going. Sure. I will be there. Okay. okay. Yeah. You support one another. So a Sunday goes by. Uh, and after a Sunday comes a... Another day? Uh, Monday. Very good. <laughs> I'm just making sure. This is like a second grade aptitude test, Tyler, and you are failing. I didn't realize there was going to be a pop quiz. All right. He's not allowed to play with the blocks with corners. <laughs> Let's write that on that clipboard. So uh, Monday starts, and we're going along, and she goes, okay, so this Sunday is my mom's birthday. Get ready. We got to be there for dinner. This Sunday is Easter time. Easter, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. The day we celebrate zombie Jesus Yeah, Tyler. you can't just slip that in. What the? And, 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 oh, yeah, by the way. Now, here's the problem. When she told me, that Sunday was still Easter. That mm, never changed. Sure, yeah. I just yeah. didn't investigate. You tell me something, I tell you not what you want to hear. It was my every intention to go. Mm -hmm. But Easter is like a day that we don't plan parties. We got that one booked, right? Sure, yeah, I think it's uh, until the end of time already reserved. It's already booked. It's like Christmas or the really big one, <laughs> Super Bowl. You don't plan parties, you know what I mean? Or January 1st. What's going on then? What are you guys doing? Uh, no, of course you plan parties on New Year's. That's nothing. Like, that's a big plan. I'm saying January 1st is the day that you don't do anything. Ah, you recover from it, the day of parties. I, I was talking too fast to understand. <laughs> so, and, and here's my point. It makes me look like a schmuck. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pass the buck. What the fuck are they doing? You know what I mean? Did you mean to rhyme? Did I rhyme? I do that Schmuck all the time. Uh, so, so I'm just saying. I know you guys aren't from this country, but you've been here for five years. Let's get it together. It's that's not on me. They don't have Easter in other countries. I honestly. Oh, you have the Middle Easter. This is what this is what it's gonna be. This is what it's going to be. Today, and as I, I say this every pregame, this thankfully, this is the end of the episode. The listener is listening to the yeah, end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you've yeah. made it to the end. You can throw your phone in the ocean now. <laughs> Damn, do we love you. Tyler, what is the only food that doesn't go bad? Honey. Then why the F does this honey have a best buy date on the top? Because by law, every food item must have a best buy date. I think we need to work on that. <laughs>
in what way? I, I, I think that's a bullshit law. You hear all these crazy laws and all these different things that people are rioting over and whatever. You we, want to deregulate the food industry, just let them slap on there whatever they want. FDA more like... <laughs> You, you understand what I'm saying. On there, it's going to read Best Buy, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. We don't need your iPhones and tablets and other electronica. Bleep you and your blue polo. You, you see what I'm doing? I, 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 get, I get what you're doing. Hey, you do. you why, you I know? get what you're doing. Um, so is that true? They have to put Best Buy even if there is no Best Buy? Correct. It, it, by law, it's a law that these food companies have to put a Best Buy date. Huh. Yeah. Or eat, eat before. That's very, very interesting. Tyler. You and I have been talking on the show, off the show, in the hallways, next to the water cooler, while you're showering, about... You come and stand at the urinal right next to mine. You at least leave one space. I just don't like being by myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've been talking about how the show has changed in the past, how we kind of want to play with the equation now, and I am going to try something different today, but different, maybe... More like the old way. I don't know. We're going to find out. Okay. I have picked a theme today of hmm. something that is interesting to me. I hope interesting to you and even more so to the audience. And I'm going to try to explain it. So even after all this shenaniganery, people will leave the episode feeling like they've they've learned something, that they've come away from something. That's an excellent- With something. That's an excellent- um, uh, uh, victory in sight that is your achievement in mind and i love it yeah and i genuinely mean it too and for sure i have a lot of information written down we know from our history our years and years together mm -hmm. that when i have a lot of information it goes terribly okay yeah ryan and i do struggle from time to time finding the delicate struggles real mother effort <laughs> delicate balance mm. i don't think this is what they were saying that's what about. they mean <laughs> that's what they mean I don't think this is what they're talking about so i am going to try to learn you something seriously talk about something that i think has societal meaning and we can have fun with it but i don't want to just read from my computer. I want to have a conversation and stick with why it's stimulating to me other than just read things off the monitor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I did not finish my sentence, Ryan, and sure. I struggle with the delicate balance between information and enjoyment. You don't want to put too much info and you and I love way too much info. And, and the thing is we, I think got lost there for a little bit in too much enjoyment and we were just kind of, anyway, it doesn't even matter. Sure. I want to talk, have we talked on this show? We must have done more than one or two Easters on this show. Have we discussed our annual tradition? Tyler? We have to have. I can't think of any specifics, but it's it almost seems impossible to me that we wouldn't talk have talked about it. We can review. I'm sure that we have. For sure. So every year, I am a little north of 22 now at this point, and <laughs> my, my older brother is 42. 42? 41? He's 42. 42, what? 41. <laughs> Do I hear 49? I think he's 41. He's two. Anyway. Why did you call yourself 22? I was just doing a little, a little age joke, Tyler. Gotcha. I'm getting old, and this is where my humor lies now. <laughs> You're going straight to dad also, jokes? Also, you, you got a quarter in your ear. Uh, so... <laughs> And, and Tyler, you're what? You're 33? I am 33. 33, I'm 39. Uh, about to be 34. Our older brother is 41 or 42, depending on who you ask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every year in our lives, I think shy of one year, or ex excluding one year, we do a full contact 
Easter egg hunt where we inevitably turn my mom's house upside down. Yeah, yeah, that is the best part of the like you know those only uh, thing I care about. You know those buildings that you can go into and they let like put all the glass and the mirrors up and all the breakable things and they just give you a sledgehammer. My bed, my bedroom. Tyler. And, You're and describing my bedroom. That's what we do. <laughs> we go into spot. we go into her house and looking for the eggs. We will flip. We will turn. Sure. We will we will move. We don't care. I'll declare it right now. It has nothing to do with looking for the eggs. <laughs> Once I found an egg, I, I just I decimate the, the surrounding area <laughs> like like rampage. One, you get one day a year where you get an excuse to do this with no consequences. When nobody's looking, I sit down on that couch that nobody's allowed to. Uh... <laughs> well, that's gone. That's dead. Oh, speaking of which, last thing, and Please. this is really not even show related because there's a pool table in lieu of the couch that you were just describing. Correct. Over at Nick's house, they were playing round table. Ah. It finally happened. A cue ball went through a sliding glass door. Is that true? That is 100% Shattered true. it. It's finally happened. I'll show you, I'll show you the, the picture, not unlike my honey, that we got to eat quick because oh. it's going bad, Tyler. <laughs> Let's do the show. 